I tell you what, you can cut the tension here with a knife because this week we got the results of the 2018 footy fan survey and one of the men beside me, well, he featured very promptly while the other man, he did not. I'll let you work out which one was which. Sit back, sell in for what promises to be a fiery episode of Brownie, Richo and Hummer. Richo and Hummer brought to you by Sportsbet. Now, brand new promo 20 up. It used to be 24 up. It is now only 20 up. We've dialed up the generosity round. As soon as your side leads by 20 points, paid out then and there. How are we, gentlemen? Richo, you were just on cloud nine because a I'm, very, very big week for you. I feel like I've finally achieved something, Hummer. It's taken me a long time in this industry. I've been working uh, for Channel 7 and 3AW yep. for nine years now. I finally made it, mate. We finally, no, we, finally we, we made speak it. none other over who is the best tactical analyst on television. We've got David King at the top, Lee Matthews, Dermot Burrows and Wayne Carey, and Matthew Richardson with 7% of the vote have said that he is the best tactical analyst on television. Now, Brownie. Yes. There was a few other questions in there. Who the, is the most the, annoying the... AFL media personality? Now, Brian Taylor topped out at 24%. Sam Newman, 19%. Craig Hutchison at 13%. Nathan Brown at 9%. Is that right? Did 9%. you make it? <laughs> you didn't send no. me that far. <laughs> he's made that up. Oh, he's made it up. You, know you what? have that, mate. That's quite funny, though, Hummer. But when you the thing is, when you look at that, who was the best tactical analyst on TV? Yep. There are only two stations that actually go into broadcast and cover the football play-by-play, and that is Channel 7 or Fox Footy. So unfortunately, but, Hummer, as much as I'd like to make it, they don't include Channel yeah, 9 were, people in that. There are no, a few but, other ones in no, there. No, but you that, still analyse the games on yeah. Sunday. On I do, uh, but yeah, they don't show. take into account that. And yeah, obviously you know they, don't. they don't like Triple M because uh, we, we're a station that upsets people and uh, you work for 3AW, which is a, a Fairfax-run station, and people genuinely who make up these things come from Fairfax anyway. That so was uh, in the Herald Sun, yeah, wasn't it? And, and there was a few other categories that you could have featured in. He's so happy Hummer, that I didn't feature in anything. Why can't he just say congratulations, Rick, your old mate from way back? Correct. Congratulations. Well, I actually <laughs> sent, I sent you both this article to put it in to say congratulations. So, well done. Uh, you, you, you're, you're up and about. I hardly got a large percentage of the vote, 7%. 7%. No, it's, it, it's, it's a percentage, though, Matthew. Oh, well done. Have you ever featured in any, any of those before? I was once the, uh, the number two of the sexiest uh, AFL footballers. I think I got beaten by Jimmy Bartel one year. Cameron Ling came oh, third. Yeah, and always my old mate uh, Daniel Jean Syracuse, who's a very good looking bloke, he came fourth one year. But did yeah. you really get to two? No, he did, yeah. He oh, did. Yeah. Well mm. done on that. Yeah. Mum voted a lot. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, there's, a, there's been a topic that we've been trying, we've been talking about for a while. What is it? The Tasmania. Yes. Now, now, I've done a bit of work on this, boys. We Ooh. brought it up two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. You you wanted... Give a backstory. Well, you, Nathan, two weeks ago, Hummer and our listeners out there, Nathan, you wanted me to head up the charge for a Tasmanian AFL team. There's a lot of talk about Tasmania coming into the AFL. A lot of people down in Tasmania, silent, uh, I guess, yeah. protest, not going to the football, not going to watch Hawthorne and North Melbourne. And every time I see anything about Tasmania, I see Tim Lane. I see Tim Lane front and centre. And no disrespect to Tim, he's a wonderful caller. He is a very good football he's analyst. He's a passionate yep. Tasmanian man. But he is a boring human being. No, he's not. Yeah, he is a boring human being, well, Matthew. You said that, not me. No, I, uh, he's a very, very good I work Tasmanian. With, I work with Tim. <laughs> on Sundays and he's one of the best in the business. He is. I'm, I'm being facetious. Now, he, uh, now Tim is passionate, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to give you the reasons just why Tasmania yep. should have an AFL Good. team. This is, 
This yeah. is Matthew being the Tasmanian yep. ambassador for AFL football to launch in Tasmania. Now, we're, we're going to shop this round to the media after this as well. Now, for a start, a little PR release. For a start, Tasmania is the heartland of AFL football, along with Victoria, WA, and South Australia. No New South Wales or Queensland. They didn't know about Aussie rules. It started in Tasmania and Victoria for a start. So that's a big enough reason to have a team. The fact, that the, the fact that the game started there is one of the reasons you should have a game. Apart from Melbourne, Tasmania was the next uh, state that took up I heard uh, football. They had a kick to kick on the spirit of Tasmania like 200 years ago. They did. That's, Don't worry about that. The spirit of Tasmania going 200 okay. years ago. Okay, now you can't argue with any of these names. Another reason yep. why we have should have a team in Tasmania is because we have produced some of the best players of all time, and I will them off. Peter Hudson. Yes. Yep. Averaged over five goals a game. Incredible. The best goal uh, average in the game. He kicked most of them with torpedoes. He did. Royce Hart, centre-half forward in the AFL team of the century. Daryl Baldock, captain of St Kilda's only premiership team. Ian Stewart, three Brownlow medals, two with St Kilda, one with Richmond. Brent Croswell, probably the best finals performer in the history of the game. Would have won a couple of Norm Smith medals if they existed in the 70s. Laurie Nash, one of the biggest names in football. Rewalt times two, Jack and Nick. Yep, Jack fair just enough. signed another three-year deal. Nick will be a Hall of Both Famer. Both were born in Tasmania. They were. And will Nick be a Hall of Famer? Yes, he will. He will be a Hall of Famer, He yes. will go straight in. Will Jack? He, he fishes for abalone down in Tasmania. He's got his really? abalone licence, Nick Rewalt. Has he? Good little, yeah. That's a good little bunt, isn't That's it? not bad. Yeah. Uh, Michael Roach, remember Disco yes. Roach? Oh, yes. 600 goals. Barry Lawrence, one of the best fullbacks of all time. Verdon Howe, fullback for St Kilda in their premiership team in 66. Brownlow medalist. Roy Kazaley. Oh, remember the up song there. up there, Kazaley? Yes, I didn't know that he was Tasmanian. He's from Tasmania. Alastair Lynch, uh, over six hundred goals, and just a, a recent day, four-time premiership player, Grant Birchall uh, for Hawthorne. Now, people often question the support for a Tasmanian team. Yep. Hobart Hurricanes pack out uh, Bell Reeve every they do. time they Love play. Love it down there. That's their own team, Hobart Hurricanes. People say, will they support an AFL team? Of course they will. They support the Hobart Hurricanes. Remember the Tassie Devils back in the day? Steve Carfino used to pack it out every time. (laughs) Now, people wonder whether we could get members. Well, I'll give you the tip, Brownie. The Gold Coast uh, Suns have 12,000 members. The GWS Giants have 25. The Brisbane Lions only have 24. I guarantee you, if you start an AFL team in Tassie tomorrow, you would beat all of those teams for members, okay? Yep. So there, there's no argument there. Oof. We've got two grounds ready to go, um, Launceston and Hobart. We'd play six games in Hobart, five in Launceston. I'd sign up a few ambassadors, all right? And the first, <laughs> the first guys I'd sign up <laughs> would be David Boone and Ricky Ponting. Not to mention current Australian captain Tim Payne. And you know what? By the time we get this licence, both of the Rewalts will be retired. We'll sign them up as ambassadors. Sponsors, well, we've already got two sponsors. Tasmania currently sponsors Hawthorne on their jumpers. Spirit of Tasmania sponsors North Melbourne. We'll get rid of Hawthorne and North Melbourne. There's two automatic sponsors. The Federal Group, which owns two casinos in Tasmania, the Sapphire Resort on the East Coast, the best resort in Tasmania, the Henry Jones Art Hotel in Hobart. We'll do a deal with them, right? Taz Sells a pretty big company. They sell salmon down there. Yep. 
we'll get them Rest as Point well. Casino is the best casino in Melbourne, by the way, in, in Australia. There you the go. Home. There you go. Okay. Now, we will do a deal with the Federal Group, which owns the casinos and all those yep. beautiful hotels. So travelling fans will get a special deal Ooh. when they go down to Tassie mm, to watch their team like play. It. Okay. And where are we going to get the licence from? Well, I guarantee you the Gold Coast Suns will be out of business in five years. We'll just take over their licence. We'll be the 18th team. And uh, there you go. That's my little uh, snapshot of this, how we're going to look. This is what God. I wanted to hear. This is exactly what I wanted to hear. I wanted somebody to outline how they're going to get a game down in Tassie. And I completely agree. I think there should be a team down in Tasmania. I'm, I'm not going against what you said. I'm a bit uh, perturbed that you didn't put your own name in there because well, you are yeah. a great Tasmanian. When you think of Tasmanian people, you do think of probably David Boone and Ricky Ponting first, possibly Matthew Richardson. Tim Payne, yeah. Just straight... Proper, possibly Matthew Richardson just after those other two. Tim Payne's got a long way to go, but a very good cricketer. But we're not going to get a 19th licence, so we will nope. take the Gold Coast Suns licence. And that's So it. you don't I'll think they'll be case. there? No, they'll be gone in five years. Is, is Are you worried that you have to play half and half in no, Hobart and all. Launceston? Does not that diminish the home ground no, advantage a little bit? No, it doesn't. We want are you to... trying to appease both, t- both people well, down there? Because they are a bit different than North and the South, aren't There's they? There's a big divide. They are. There is a little bit of a divide there. I acknowledge that as a Tasmanian. But that's all right. We'll play in the North and the South. That's fine. Bring them all together. So it won't be a Hobart team, won't be a Launceston. It'll be, be a, Tassie. a Tasmanian team. Is that right? the first time you've put that to, to air? A, an well, argument I've, that's strong? No, I... I've had this chat before, huh? Yeah, I like it. Well I like it. Imagine the, what you could achieve if you put that much work into anything. Well, yeah, we, I don't think we're going to get a, do a lot of. Home I don't think we're going to get a team in Bendigo, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you and uh, anyway. and Tim well, Lane get out there, I'm a excited. travelling show, like a travelling Wilbury show, yeah. Yeah. During, yeah. talk during the week about Tex <laughs> Walker ridiculous. being taken away as captain and installing Rory Sloan. People questioning Tex Walker as a captain. Uh, I. Can't fathom that because he took them all the way to a grand final last year. Yes, they've had some injury concerns and some poor form this year. But I reckon in big games when Tex is needed, and I think of the West Coast game this year, his last quarter's outstanding. Um, yeah, he, sometimes people... you'd love Tex to do more, but he is a very good leader. Mm. Those players follow him. That's half the battle. People don't know how much those players, they yeah. love Tex, and they would – He like brings the pod, them together. He's yeah. like the Pied Piper over yeah. there. You, you can't discount – a lot of people talk about leadership in – you know, kicking six or seven goals the way Wayne Carey did or turning games all the time. But you can't discount what he does around with the, the club, players yeah. and how he makes those players feel and how he galvanises those People players. People are judging it on the fact that he's had an up-and-down year, but he's been injured. He's been in and out mm. of the team. and They've all had ridiculous. a bad year just yeah. from injury. And the other thing, he's been voted best captain twice in the AFL Players Association exactly. survey, which is voted by all of his peers and people he plays against. So. How, how much of this stems from that grand final speech? Because I feel that was the time when the public turned against him because he'd been voted the captain of the year that, yeah. that year. But I don't think the public turned that, against him. Oh, I think, the, I think media people wanted, wanted an angle and wanted a story. Which then in turn, we know, turns the public. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, on the biggest day of the year, if you have a bad game, People talk about it for the next bloody five months, don't they? And that's and then what's the, happened. And the Jake Lever stuff, he probably yeah. didn't come out, out looking too good. Again, but he's that's, passionate. That's the he's stop. passionate. Uh, but I, would you rather your players say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm upset, I, I yeah. want him there, uh, instead of going the party line saying, yeah, no, he's free to go, you know, he's doing the right thing for him himself and his family. Tex was flat that he wasn't going to be playing with Jake Lever because he knows what a good player was. The power stance would have gone down in folklore if they'd have won. They would have said, how good was that? It'd be something we'd be talking about for 30 to 40 years, I reckon. But because they lost, 
all of a sudden that power stance was the worst thing you, in history. You, but for four weeks or three weeks in finals, people loved it. You judge, you judged on the wins and losses. And if you you win and you do something, it's great. If you lose and you do something, it gets judged Let's harshly. Continue our talk about leadership here because we had a day on Tuesday, which was a company wide day. Which yep. Um, you know, we love the company wide Why days. Why get invited to these things? They are. Well, you're, uh, a you're a contractor. So it was a team building exercise. Yep. So what we had to do was that we were split up into teams, and it was an amazing race type thing <laughs> around St Kilda. Not the best now, type of amazing race. As you know, honest. Matthew, I used to live in St Kilda, so but, you uh, had a bit of knowledge of the local. I did. Area. So it, it looked to my team that I was putting in a fair bit of work because I was saying, "Here, we need to go here," and I was leading the charge and walking and making sure we we're walking at the right pace because I knew where we were going. I knew all the spots on the map. A couple of times I passed. Old Richard Hummerston's group, Richard Dummerston over here. Were you team captain? And you couldn't, no, well, they would never do that. You couldn't have seen a man with his bottom lip hitting <laughs> oh. the gravel anymore with his head down, sucking, absolutely giving nothing to his well, team, thinking he was above it. No, and he's Nathan. not. He's not above it. He no, did not, not want to interact it. with anybody in his team. Well, teams are 10 to 12. So did you contribute to your team? No, no. Uh, right. Look, spoke it, to nobody. Yeah, you know what? No, I did speak. To, I did speak to my team, but there was other people. Like, I, I think those opportunities these days are good for people that aren't as sort of uh, loud and around the office right. to sort of to have an impact. So to I was have just their like, go. I didn't want to let. You know, that's the same too many cooks. So I let you're them do it. You're one of those blokes at the footy club who just goes along for the ride. When you win them no, by 10 goals, oh, you'll get mate, a couple no, of cheapies. But when the chips are down, where's Hummer? I thought you were going to stitch me up because, you know what, I was with Joel Kane, So he was in my group, who's right. our NRL. He's, he's our New South Wales version of Nathan Brown. Right. And we had – there was a bit of a line-up. You had to do salsa dancing with, and you had to do it with blokes. And I thought – we thought – it's not for us. So we went to the pub and... Uh, you did have the whole bloke's hands yeah, up. Yeah, and we we had a couple of jars at the pub and that we went in there. So uh, you didn't do the salsa dancing? No, we skipped it. And He's then, had a couple of on, jars during <laughs> the team building activity. <laughs> and we ended up skipping the rest of the day. So I uh, think that says it all. But what was awkward in the salsa dancing set, it, 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 two circles, you, you, you had to go around and... Uh, the, the, the difference in people's hands is extraordinary. <laughs> like you hold somebody's hands and you come up to a bloke and his hands are <laughs> unbelievably hot and you're like, oh, that's a bit weird. And then you go to the next bloke and his hands are really cold and you're like, oh, that's a bit weird too. And then, but you, then you've got hands that have done a bit of work out in the garden and they're a bit rough, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but the worst thing was then we, we all met back at Luna Park and uh, we had uh, we went through our values. So yeah. Sportsbet has certain values that we live by and we've got some new values. Yeah. And what was the most extraordinary thing that they handed out awards and Richard oh, well, actually yeah, got an award did. for living one of the values. And what if they that? had have seen the way he acted in the previous hour and a half, <laughs> they would have taken that award and said, no, you don't I deserve did. it. I won an award for uh, one of the new values here at Sportsbet is their fun, our fun. And uh, so I got it for Russia because we obviously yeah. went Well, you gave everyone a good time. That's it. right. So... That was good, but uh, yeah, I tell you what, I'm probably and I did get in a bit of strife for for that, so That's for not contributing. Right. Let's because, get into yeah, the footy. Well, let's get into the reason we're here, but very quickly because this is, I reckon, I can't remember a time when it's been this exciting for the bottom four of a of a top eight. Yeah. Like it, it's all the talk is is about the bottom four, not the top four. The yeah. Top four, you got Richmond West Coast. I, I honestly can't see anyone else going through the grand finals. You've got Richmond having uh, two home finals, West Coast having two home finals. They're going to go through, but the bottom four. Is where it's at. There's a big race. There's 11 teams still yep. in it. 
Yeah. Have you got? Do you no, know I'm going to do it. Well, I did. You do it. You, you both know, got. You got yeah, yeah, I've got my top you eight. You know as what? Well. Your ladder predictor. This will probably change tomorrow. Yes. Someone, you know, Geelong will beat Richmond. So anyway, that's the way it goes. But here's my go, and we'll we'll revisit this Hummer after round 23. Yes. You want to write good. these down? I'm going to write this down as you go and note these down. Okay. This is my top eight at the end of round 23. Richmond on top. West Coast second, Geelong third. Mm. I'm going to stick with Collingwood. I think they can still finish fourth. Port Adelaide fifth, GWS sixth, Melbourne seventh, and Hawthorne will sneak in Mm. to eighth position. North will just miss out uh, on percentage. Um, I noticed you got the Cats up at third, so I reckon you've got the Cats winning one more game. That's how tight it is because I've got the Cats at sixth. Oh, really? Which, um, yeah. I've, I've got I've, the Cats winning every game. Yeah, I so think they I've, can I've upset them, Richmond tomorrow I've, oh, night. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, I've got them winning three, so I don't have them beating the, uh, the, the, the Tigers tomorrow night. So I've, got, I've got Richmond, Richmond on top, two West games Coast. clear of West Coast. Yep. Then I'm sticking with Collingwood. I think Collingwood will finish third. Yep. Uh, I think GWS will finish fourth yeah. because they've got the so you, they've that's got the extra, that extra two points. Game that you've, you've, you haven't given Geelong. Yeah. Then Melbourne, uh, obviously, because Geelong don't get that extra game for me. Melbourne, Geelong, Port. Melbourne have got they're all on the same amount of points, so they've got the best percentage. Melbourne, then Geelong, then Port, then Hawthorne. So you've got the same eight though. I've got yeah. the same, same eight, eight but I've got Geelong uh, sixth. Where have you got them third? I've got Sydney missing out. I've got North missing out, and I've got Essendon missing out. What is a huge game? This tomorrow is Saturday. Hawthorne yeah. Essendon. Hawthorne Essendon. I've got, I've, got Essendon, I've got Essendon winning that game, oh, yeah, actually. Right. But the big game, I think, is the last round for Essendon. If they can beat Port over in Adelaide, I think they can make the finals. Huge game. But I just don't, think Port um, win enough games to, to make it. You don't. You can't give other reasons. you just got to give your eight yep, and so stick to Richmond, it. West Coast, Collingwood on 15, GWS on 14 and a half, Melbourne, Geelong, Port and Hawthorne. Right. Hawthorne, I've got Hawthorne on the same amount of points as Sydney, North Melbourne and Essendon. I've got yeah, Hawthorne percentage. making it by They've percentage. They've got a good percentage, so yeah. Geez, yeah. that big Hawthorne-Sydney last game of the year, uh, last game of the, that Saturday afternoon at the SCG is huge. GWS, they... You see, their name is popping up a lot, a lot. Can they can they do it from the from the back four, yes. bottom four? I think they can because I reckon they've done it a different way to last year. Everything's been given to them, handed on a silver platter uh, since they've been in the competition. They the, the previous two seasons they barnstormed into the finals, but this year they've had to do it with injuries and they've had to do it with players out and they've had to do it with a little bit of media scrutiny about are they good enough? Are these blokes okay? They found themselves thirteenth on the ladder at one stage. So they've had to do a little bit harder this year. And I think the run into the finals now they've got, can they keep that momentum going? Richmond did it last year. They had that momentum for a long, long time. So, yes, they can. Right now, I think they're possibly Richmond's biggest threat to the grand final. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think they can win it. I'm I'm still not convinced of them coming down to Melbourne on the MCG and and winning a big game, which you have to do to win the grand final. They could quite possibly yep. make it, and they could finish top four. I mean, the ladder predictor will probably That's the biggest change. thing for them on West Coast, yeah. isn't it? The game yeah. at the MCG, but West Coast did beat Collingwood yeah. there. And that's going to give West Coast confidence beating Collingwood there a few weeks ago. I don't think they can win it, GWS, but they can certainly shape things. Geelong. West Coast can't win it unless Kennedy and Darling both play because we've seen when one of them comes out, their structure for some reason falls, falls away. Yeah. They can't. We're, we're other sides at the moment can cover injuries. GWS have covered Cameron and Patton quite well. Now, we've had some absolute horrors this Friday, this year on Friday nights. We've had Carlton having fours. We've had some stinkers. Tomorrow night, though, is not one of them. Geelong, Richmond, we've got Geelong as at $3.10. Richmond at $1.37. Richard, you think Richmond will get done? Why is that? Oh, I just feel that Richmond are going to drop a game 
at the MCG before the finals, and I don't think it'll do them any harm. You know, they've got that record. Everyone keeps talking about it, 18 in a row now. I don't think it'll do them any harm to have a loss before the finals. It sounds stupid, mm. but, you know, I'd, for them to go right through to the grand final and not lose another game, I'm not sure that's possible uh, in this season with it being so even. I just think Geelong are in good. Nick Hawkins is in rare form. I hope you see Rance v Hawkins. Has to. I hope you see Maybe that. Maybe they'd put Asprey, similar yeah, body types. They might. Asprey plays on the big bodies. Presti is out, big out. Um, yeah, I've just got a feeling... You know, the Tigers might Tommy drop Stewart's one. a big out for the catch yeah, too in the back right. end. No, you're right about that. Look, it's going to be close and it's a flip of the coin, but I've just, for some reason, I've got a feeling that Geelong think they're a pretty big chance. So many good things to look forward to in this game. Mm. Hawkins, career best form. Yep. Kicked 18 Another goals in, four, in three weeks. Presti ja- is a big out. He yeah, is. Nathan. Jack Rewalt, career best form. Uh, we've played with him. We've seen him kick 10 goals in a game. Career best form. He's been extraordinary. So that is going to be big. Tom Stewart being at – I still think Richmond win, but the line – and now I know you're not a, a betting man, Matthew, but from what you're saying, the line is 18 and a half, which gives Geelong an 18 and a half point head start. So if you do like the Cats, I'd be heading to the line because Richmond don't blow sides mm. away. Uh, they do really well in last quarters, obviously, just because they use the ball better and their structures are better, but I'm going to stick with the Tigers. Game of the round Saturday afternoon. Hawthorne two dollars against Essendon a dollar eighty one. Are you, are you working? Is you working that game? No, I'm doing the blockbuster Brisbane North Melbourne. No, this uh, is this is the game of the round for yep. mine. Hawthorne in good nick, playing good yeah. footy. They've got the right game. Hawthorne for September. They're playing that forward half game. Their pressure's really good in their forward half. Um, Essendon are the same. They've turned their game around. They're playing a forward half game. Their pressure's unbelievable, led by Devin Smith. They've got pace. I don't know. I think the MCG factor for mine, I think Hawthorne play the MCG better. If this was at Etihad, I'd go Essendon. The fact that it's at the MCG, I'm going to go with Hawthorne. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the Bombers' pace. I think they're going to be too quick for Hawthorne. I think it's going to be a cracking game, 50-50 for me, but $1.81 for the Bombers. Hawthorne, $2 in this one. Uh, it's a well, flip of the score, coin. High-scoring game? Um it's going to be an average scoring game. I mean, 160 to 170. I don't think it's going to be over 200. Hawthorne have to control the tempo to win, don't they? And that, that's going to be the big thing. If they can control it how they like to at times, they'll win. But you're right, if Essendon get their pace and, and run going, the Hawks Luke Bruce be is now the best small forward in the competition. I think he's, he's taken over from Eddie Betts. He's got better with Rioli being out of that team, yeah, hasn't he's he? he's taken over. Eddie Betts was clearly the best for a long, long time. I think Luke Bruce right now is the best. So I'm going to go for the Bombers. It brings me to the point where we have a bit of a rant or, or a bit of a rub, so it's something that this could be good or something. Yeah, yeah. it's my segment. I, no, I've just seen this in the run. You just got to be a little bit careful here, Brownie. Yeah, yeah this is, so do. I was coming up with a segment. This I was is where s- I would have liked to have ticked this off before we went to air, mm. but Nathan... Everybody sort of loves a love story, right? Everybody loves oh, a love story. And I was going to... What I did... What I, <laughs> The idea, first of all, was I was going to talk about how I met my wife or how Richo uh, met his beautiful partner, Jen, and we've both got kids, obviously. But I thought, well, it, it's hard for AFL players to meet girls these days because the game is so saturated with social media, with AFL. Where are you going Back in our day, back in our day, sometimes (laughs) you used to rock up to a nightclub like the boutique and they go, sorry, mate, you can't come in, you're a footballer. And that doesn't happen these days. Footballers are welcome. They are the biggest Why wouldn't they want you in there? Because they didn't want footballers in there. Early 2000s and mid-2000s, there was a bit of a stigma that AFL players are going to get in fights or they're going to carry on like really? pork chops. Which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so back then, you suffered a little bit. Um, well, a mate of yours whacked one of my mates outside Cheers in uh, Hawthorne. Who Kane was that? Pe- Kane Pettifer. <laughs> <laughs> whacked, just bopped one of my mates in the line. 
So there's, there's a little bit of truth to it. Okay. Is no, that, that's, that is a big call, Hummer. You're tarning, tarnishing the whole well, AFL community. Well, it's not a call. I know it was him that did it. He's a boxer now, Pets. He's 2-0. Oh. Three, or 3-0. No, he's retired, Jesus. He's retired. He's retired 3-0. He? Um, but it got to me thinking that how do you meet a girl now that doesn't know you're an AFL footballer? Because sometimes when you go out, you could tell that a girl knew who you were. Yep. And when she so goes, you're never, oh, so you're what's saying your... you're never quite sure of the motive or yeah, something. Yeah, right. ah. that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, you, 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 a young player goes out, let's think of a, a good-looking young rooster, say, um, um, from Richmond, number seven. Hey, Butler. Dan, Dan Butler. Dan yeah. Butler. Yep. You go out. Good-looking boy. Yeah. A, a lot of girls right now would know that Dan Butler is an AFL footballer. So how do you know that... It, it is a minefield well, out just, there at the moment for just, AFL players. You well, need to go some, somewhere completely different. Uh, we go up to New South Wales now, wouldn't I? You used to go over. We used to go over to Fitzroy because not a lot of people knew who you were over there. It's a bit bit of a more eclectic, different sort of situation. Did you like that? Did you like the being anonymous? Think, Did you like the idea that people would come and take photos? And I think AFL players now like to go away at the end of the year just to be inconspicuous. It's nice yeah, just yeah. to be able to walk around and be inconspicuous. I think. Do you yeah. guys? Do you still get it a lot? No. Do you get people coming up to you asking for photos? And no, rarely, rarely. No. But it would be hard for AFL players right now, I think, uh, with the amount of focus on AFL footy. Yeah. yeah, and everybody knows who you are. Yeah, yeah. but there's not, there's not much too wrong if a girl wants to go out with a guy because he's an AFL footballer. No, really I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm just saying that it, it, it is hard for an AFL footballer to know. Would they be on the dating apps and stuff, or would, would footy clubs say, hey, boys, I think, keep it clear? I think everyone is these days, aren't they? Yeah. So people well, have not. Well, we're not because we're obviously in oh, yeah. uh, relationships. But how much? I don't get any matches. People are time poor now, and everything's yeah, true. everything's done uh, it's online. That's the way you meet people. Yeah. Hey, uh, away from that, Brisbane North Melbourne. As you said, this is the blockbuster that Brownies is what Brownie you're doing. Brisbane a dollar eighty one playing. I tell you what, Brisbane have had a rough year. I mean, are they the best sort of bottom three side you'll ever see? There's a bit on this game. Yeah, North, big... North Melbourne have to keep winning, and oh. I reckon Brisbane at home are a pretty good chance to to run North Melbourne close in this. Watch them play against Geelong last week, and they were outstanding to half time. They should have been four goals up, and they wasted a lot of opportunities. So I think Brisbane can win this game. I do too. But I'll tell you who I was wrong on, and I think you might have said this a few weeks ago. I was wrong with Mad Jack Dor. Mm. I didn't think he was going to make it as mm. an AFL player. He is a bona fide AFL is player. Is he going well? Is he? It's, uh, I can't remember who it Brad was. Brad Scott saying. simplified he's, things. He's simple. He just, yeah. plays, he just plays like yeah. a, a, a true defender now. Yeah. Just sit behind the ball. So full credit just to Just runs at, runs at it. They've, they've got it right. It's been a great move. So, look, I think I think North have got too much to play for, but if you wanted an upset here, I reckon Brisbane could be the one. Saturday afternoon, again, a strange time. I don't. This is the second time they've done the showdown at a strange time. 4.35... Eastern Standard Time. Adelaide versus Port Adelaide. Adelaide $2.08. Port Adelaide $1.75. Big ramifications on the line here for Port Adelaide. It is, and I think um, Port Adelaide have more on this game to win, but I think Adelaide just uh, get up for this game. They love the showdown. Uh, if it was Adelaide playing against somebody else in the top eight, maybe they don't get up as much, which is a strange thing, but it's a huge game, and I think uh, Adelaide can win it. Port Adelaide are coming back from Ballarat, and it was horrible up there on Sunday. It was freezing cold, mm. it was wet, it was rainy. They might be pretty sore too, some of those Port Adelaide boys in those sort of wet games. Um, you'd think Port would win. They've got it. There's still a chance to finish top four. Good story, Brody Smith coming back. Mm, great story. Not even uh, 12 months after a Rico. I'm tipping Port because they're in the hunt to play finals, and Adelaide are gone. So Port will win. So Kilda Bulldogs, we'll just touch on this one very quickly. It's no, it's going to have a crowd of 
Yeah, I think St Kilda win this one. St Kilda dollar sixty seven. The Bulldogs two dollars twenty. Richo, anything strange in that one? Sticking no. For you? I think the, the dogs do- put the queue in the rack. The dogs can't play after half time. The last yeah. month after half time, they've just gone missing. Too many injuries, and St Kilda actually played pretty well up at Spotless last week. They had 22 inside 50s <laughs> more than GWS at half time. They should have been well in front, but they weren't. Uh, I think they'll win. Sydney Collingwood Saturday night. This is a cracker. This Sydney a dollar eighty seven. Collingwood a dollar ninety five. Sydney for any chance to scrape through to the eight. I know none of you boys have got them in there, but if they're any chance, they need to win every game. They're just not playing well enough, and they don't have enough goal kickers at the moment. Watch Buddy Franklin play last week, and clearly he's clearly he's getting tough, he? jabs in his heel to get him through. Twenty minutes of training this year for so Buddy Franklin. That is incredible. Sometimes you don't hit the right spot when you get jabbed, and sometimes you can just feel the pain. I remember my last year getting a lot of jabs in my groin. If I didn't get it right, you could feel it and you had no power. I watched him last week and lateral movement's pretty pretty key to his game, buddy, and he had no power moving laterally and it just allowed uh, Michael Hurley to cover him so often and you could you could tell he was almost favouring and not trying to hit that ankle with 100% um, power on the ground. So if that's again this week, he's gonna, they're going to find it hard for to score. They couldn't. He couldn't get off Hurley at all, could he, Franklin? He looked lame last week, yeah. and it, it's sad to watch him play like that because he's, you know, one I'm going to go to the Pies. I think they're tough inside, and I think they can win. How does the jab work? Just for, for those that don't get jabs, well, I mean, anyone that doesn't play well, AFL, you don't get Does it, does the it first, stop you straight? Does it stop the pain completely? If you've got a, a bung ankle, would that be yeah. the pain? Does it numb wouldn't, it? Wouldn't do a bro- it? Not a broken ankle, but a, a rolled ankle and, and all that sort of stuff. The other thing a doctor would never do, Hummer, he would never inject directly into the joint because you can really cause a lot of damage to that. They'll yeah. go around it. Like they'd never go right into your knee joint, yeah. though. And is it a number of injections? They go, like, is it... Yeah, they, they, they move it up and down to get the spot. So oh. in my last couple of years, I had a bad groin. And, I mean, even putting a sock on would send enormous pain. I'd try and train, which I wasn't training much, um, and you'd try and run, you had no power whatsoever, um, you have the you have the jab, and all of a sudden you feel like Superman again. <laughs> it doesn't last the whole game, though. No, you, sometimes you, get, you have to top up at half-time. Yeah. yeah, which sounds – and people often listen to you saying that and they think it's wrong, but, mm. I mean, it, it's just a part of the game, to be to be honest. Yeah, Brandon, are you going to reminisce for us this week? I am. Good one last I week. Am. I am. Um, this was before – was. I, I talked about when I met Matthew last week. This was before I got to Richmond and um, it was the year before and watching Richmond on a Friday night, they always had a lot of Friday night slots and I used to love watching him play, obviously, as everybody did. This one night, he wasn't having a great night. Richmond weren't having a great night either. <laughs> and uh, I noticed that they got a centre break and Matty Knights just steamed out of the middle. Beautiful kick of the footy, Matty Knights. But on this occasion – the kick dropped a little bit short. It was a left foot sort of like floaty sort of ball that went through the air. And Richo was just okay. was full chested, flying as hard as he could out of the goal square with his arms out. Go, 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 Toby! And he's on the lead. And it, it's just dropped short. It's dropped about 10 metres short. But instead of trying to bend down to pick it up at the half oh, volley no. and give it off, Matthew has oh, just no. ran straight past the football <laughs> and just started spraying people. No, 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 now that is wrong. <laughs> now, you've, you've told this story before. And what happened, Nathan? You got most of that right. Matthew Knights was coming out of the middle. That's right. The kick dropped 10 metres short. That's right. Oh. But the reason I stopped and started having a crack was because the whistle went. Someone, <laughs> no. You ran past the footy. Someone blew a whistle in the crowd, and I thought, oh, <laughs> right. I'm telling you, I, that is one, I'm happy to concede if I've made a deal of myself. 
I was stitched up that night. Someone in the crowd blew a whistle. I thought I heard a whistle go. And, and that's you, what happened. Where'd you play your footy the next week? I played two the next <laughs> week. I got dropped. <laughs> Is that the only time you got dropped? Uh, no, I got dropped in my first year for one game. Yeah, that, That's the footage that's been very – you see that footage a lot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and that blow up. I will take that to my grave that <laughs> I thought I heard a whistle. Yeah, a whistle in the crowd. <laughs> hey, Carlton GWS, you said last time if Carlton were to not beat Gold Coast and finish the season on one win, it would be an absolute disgrace. They did it pretty easy, which says a lot about Gold Coast. Mm. They are horrific. But $8, GWS, $1.08. There's no surprises there, is there? Gee, no, no way, no. no Jeremy chance. Cameron back. Yep. Hummer, don't forget that he'll be he'll he'll feel like he owes the Giants a little bit, won't he? Over yep. the next month, so the Giants will win that comfortably. They can't afford to lose this one, and he'll Carlton. It was good to see them get a win last week. Good to see Paddy Dow show what he's a capable lot, the of. The line is forty six and a half here. That's now, a I, bit much. Isn't I it? think Carlton can get inside that line. Really, that's a big big line. Yeah, they're playing okay. Had. They were they were pretty good last week, Carlton. No weather. It's going to be perfect conditions. I reckon the Blues beat them there last year. Yeah, it was last year before they won two games, Brownie. I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you. I, I rarely disagree. You're a good punter, but I'm going against you there. Melbourne versus Gold Coast. Another a few horrors this round, actually, having a look at it. Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne win this one Gold easy. Gold Coast, $11. It's, is Clayton Oliver the best 50-game player you've ever seen? He's extraordinary. I couldn't agree more. I was having this exact – I was having this conversation at the pub during the week. He is – I, I the, <clears> the big – do you – a good debate to have. Cripps versus Oliver. Oh, look, Cripps. Who would you, who would you pick? Cripps is, Cripps is very, very good, but uh, Oliver's numbers yeah. are unbelievable. Oh, I'm so, games. so are Cripps's. I mean, you can mount a really strong case for it. I saw him last week pick up, scoop the ball off the ground, running away from Melbourne's goal, and deliver a 25-metre handball backwards to Jordan Lewis, and that just gave Lewis time and space mm. to set them up. The way, but how quick he scooped it off the ground and delivered this handball. Yeah. I've never seen anyone do it in my life, not even mm. Greg Williams. It was incredible. Um, he's an amazing player. You know, the thing is, though, Clayton Oliver can also go forward and mark the footy yeah. like Dustin Martin does, like Patrick Cripps does. He, he's a bull. I reckon he's a better kick than people give him credit for as well. Oliver? Yeah, yep. I think he is. Yeah. The round finishes with a derby, or derby, derby. West Coast, $1.15, Fremantle, $5.50. Freo touched up at home last week. You wouldn't have thought there were any chance. No, I think yeah, the West Coasters was... get the job done here. You mm. saying, Richard? Yeah. Frio, uh, they're hard to judge. They beat Port Adelaide over there a few mm. weeks ago and you think, oh, yeah, they're going to be competitive at home and then they can dish Young up some Young sides rubbish. do that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they're inconsistent. Sandland's injured again last week, Richo. He's 36 or 37 next year. Do you play him next year? I think they've got to start going with a couple of these young ruckmen on the list. They've got about six guys 200 centimetres on their list and they've still got to start playing one of them consistently. Um, so, yeah. Would you I'd... say play for the base? Would you say, well, he's probably on seven or 800,000 now, uh, Sandlands. Would you say he's 200 grand? This, reckon... If you want to play AFL footy. Is base is... these days, 200 grand? It's about that. I don't got no idea what but they earn. 50 but... grand in the NRL. Is it? Yeah. Um, but, but the NRL, tell you what, would... it's hard to earn two hundred grand when you leave AFL and get that sort of money out there. I think Sand, I think Sandy would probably sit back at the end of the year and go, "Gee, I've been injured a lot, and I'm 36. Mm. It'd be hard to justify probably going around again." But you couldn't write him off. I mean, he's he's not going to get any slower or smaller, is he? Mate, Let's be honest. One thing that I didn't put on the rundown, Hum, that we'd been texting oh. about this morning. Here we go. We did a thing a couple of weeks ago. I don't know whether you were here, but we, we spoke about people want to know about the people we work with, the, yep. the media people. Oh, we did this with the duck. Yeah, so we started with the duck, and it was a good story about the 
the um, little touches on his face when he has oh, his after shave. I've been telling everyone that he doesn't want to bruise the you, you uh, doesn't want to bruise the cologne. And then if you want to reactivate it, you you put just some water. you just wet your fingers and reactivate summer. <laughs> you should try that Friday night when you go out. So one person, I, mean, I have honestly, I have been when I was been putting on my cologne this week. I'm like, no, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it because you'll bruise the cologne. One person that we both work with, and you work with him at Channel Seven, me at Triple M, and I live with him because I played with him as Luke Darcy. Yeah. A lot of people ask about Luke Darcy. A lot of people think that he's this mild-mannered, really yeah. nice, down-to-earth guy. And, I mean, he is a nice he guy. He does cross that way for, from a neutral. Mild-mannered isn't the way that I always de- describe Luke Darcy. How he's got an extraordinary temper. He's really? like, he, You know how some people on have small, small man syndrome? He has big man syndrome. He now, used I, to be quite volatile on the ground. Off the yeah. field as well. Off the field really? as well. I remember we, we went to New York one year. There's me, Simon Garlic, Craig Ellis, Tony Liberatore came with us. And for some reason, he turned on Garlo, wouldn't speak to Garlo for two days, and none of us knew knew why. He just... Well, did you find out what it was? Uh, Garlo was annoying him, he said. Oh, he, nice. he, he was They were going on different paths and how he wanted to act and how Garlo wanted to act, and right. it was a very, very strange thing. But Das is one of these people that when you see him, like I've known him for 20 years now, but if I see him out here and at a coffee shop or something or when Matthew, I see Matthew this morning, everything's pretty natural. Every time I see Das, it's like I'm meeting him again for the first time. <laughs> so you have to break down this barrier with him. And uh, and then after five minutes, everything's good. You eventually get past it, though, don't you? You, you eventually get I'd past see, the I barrier. I didn't believe that because I didn't know Luke as well as what you did. Obviously, yeah. you were a teammate of his. And then I started working with him on Saturday night and I'd heard what you said, you know, that every time you meet Das, you're meeting him again for the first time. <laughs> and I've been working on Saturday night footy now. I reckon we're into our fifth season of yep. Saturday night footy together. I think it's only been this year that I've finally broken through that. <laughs> Bloody hell. It was Did- like 22 games a year. I, I reckon I met Das for the first time 88 times. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he's oh, a good man. Who, who are we going to do next week? You got anyone that you yeah. want to talk about next week? Oh, uh, immediate. We want someone that's got a bit of anger. I like hearing the story. We like hearing the stories of the people that get a little bit uh, the fire up off camera. And, well, who, you know, who do you want to go? Who do you who do you think? Do you want to go on Channel Seven or do you want to go on Fox Sports? We well, it's got to be people we both know. So yeah. what about BT? Well, we've, well, we've we done BT. We discussed BT a fair bit. We could do Matty Lloyd. Let's do Lloydy. Lou Lordo. I've okay. got a, I've Lordo got, next week. I've got a big revelation on Lloydo next week. Well, there yeah. we go. See, Very nice. Again, back to my podcast school. We've got to leave little hooks for people to come back next yeah. week. So that's going to be next week. I reckon week. we leave it there for this week. All right. Yeah, no just, story time? No, I think we'll save Lloydo up for next week. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, well, thank you very much for listening. And for those that like, subscribe and rate it, we got to the top 35 podcasts in Australia last week, so please do the same. Tell your friends about it. If you are going to have a punt this week, though, please do so responsibly. 